0: Paul's brain on your plot. Do you have a hunk of land but don't know where to start? Do you have a world-changing permaculture idea and you need some feedback? Do you feel like the guy in overalls may inexplicably hold the keys to all your wildest permaculture and homesteading dreams? Well, you're probably wrong. But if you want to give it a go anyway, you can hire Paul for a consultation. He will be all yours for a whole entire hour. Schedule your Paulversation today at permies.com consult com slash uh, consult.
1: So, okay, we're going to, I should stop looking at these other things, I suppose. So uh, today we're going to test out the StreamYard stuff, and we're also going to, uh, and Bo picked a topic. I, I suggested Hoogle culture, and, uh, and Bo uh, thought we should do this other thing instead. Uh, so basically, um, I wrote, a post It had to do with a conversation that I had with somebody, uh, apparently, three weeks ago. And um, I'm going to just go ahead and, and read this. Now, we've got some people that are here. I've, I've invited the Patreon people, but I gave them very short notice. I'm not sure if the Patreon people will show up. Um, I don't know if there's a way to tell how many people are looking um, on, the, uh, on the YouTube. So it's connected to YouTube, and I guess it's also connected to Instagram, I
0: think StreamYard is telling you we've got five people watching live on YouTube up in the top left of your
1: screen. Oh, okay. All right. Lisa Goodspeed says, I am here. So um, uh, it begins. Okay. Uh, on Oh, the number's going up. Okay. All right. So, Bo, for this topic – I take it that you have numbers, and that's kind of what this topic kind of goes into—is like, what would, what numbers would you choose? So I take it you read it, you've got some thoughts. Fair? Yeah, that's fair. Okay, all right. Oh, and there you've got, the, you've got it up there. I, I hear lots of activity in, the, in your background. <laughs>
0: yeah, I will toggle mute.
1: <laughs> okay. So, alright, I'm going to go ahead and just read the thing to kind of get it warmed up, to kind of get it started. And there's two parts to this, but let's, let's get started. So, just to have some context for all of this, in 2004, I decided to quit my career in aerospace and software engineering and try to make global positive change. I made the leap in 2005, so that would be 18 years ago, although actually um, it was in January of 2005 that I made the leap, so maybe it's 19 years ago now um, so 19 years ago I made the leap a person observed the time, a person who lives here and kind of observed what I do each day asked me the following question What if a group of people came from the future and convinced you that if you keep working 80 hours per week, then in three years you'll have made this huge positive global change? And if you stopped, then there would be a group that would do 10 times more in five years. So the, the subtext I think is delicious and that is that by doing what I'm doing, I'm in I am in enabling people to not do this. <laughs> they're they're kicking back and ignoring uh the things that we're doing because because I'm doing it. But so the question says if I stop doing what I'm doing, those people will step up. Okay, that that is a fascinating topic on its own. So um so the the suggestion was is that if I stopped there would magically be more done so I would stop and and then came the next part what would you do and and so okay I want to that's going to I'm going to make that part 2 of this podcast but the first thing I want to do is is I then put the question back to her And I said, what if the same people came to you and said, if you started right now, gave up everything, and worked 80 hours a week for 18 years, you could affect huge global positive change. Would you do it? and i I gotta tell you this woman did not have a clear answer <laughs> it It was an answer that was full of negotiation. what well, could what if what if this and what if that, and what if maybe I could you know and and I kind of feel like I think I'm getting my answer without you know from your questions, but there got to be a bit of a conversation, and then I came up with in time. Of response, and I, I basically said, if a thousand people were presented with this, where these people from the future came and they utterly convinced you that it was true, that if you dropped everything for 18 years and you just focused on this stuff for 18 years, for 80 hours a week, um, out of a thousand people, and, and so here's where I was asking Bo about his numbers, because this is the numbers I came up with. Out of one thousand people being presented with this, five hundred would say, "Y'all are fucked." In other words, no, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do it. I'm out. Um, and they'd all have a story probably about why they're out, but they're out. Four hundred and ninety-nine would say, "I will do it." And they will quit long before the 18 year mark. One would do it. So the, the final bit of this is to say, um, okay, what, what numbers would you choose? And so Bo, you, you choose some numbers. You picked some numbers.
0: Uh, let me toggle our screeny bits here. Uh, I'm going to get rid of the share screen for a sec. Um, I think your numbers are generous. I think less than 499 people would say they would do it. I think maybe 100 people might say they would do it. I think less than one would follow through. But this is the thing. Given your criteria, I, uh, I think less than one person will follow through.
1: Okay, so we'll get in a moment to what i'm gonna do with all of my time now that I'm not doing this anymore with theoretically but but for the moment um I kind of feel like I'm, and then in the thread on Permis, it did seem like a lot of people were kind of agreeing with your analysis like a lot of and and it's kind of like um different people they have different their lives are made of different things and uh you know rooting for the home team and so uh by different things it's going to be something like um you know baseball football basketball sports and that's where their lives are and and uh they cannot fathom a life without that uh, other people it's politics they can't fathom a life without that um uh others it's it's something else and and even if they're into permaculture and homesteading You know, it's like, I'm into that, but not that much. And so, so yeah, maybe your number is, is market, but on the other hand, what you could do is, is pretty dramatic. You know, if, if, if the promise comes through and you're, and you're convinced it's true and that's part of it. So, um, in the end, out of a thousand people, I said one, how many are you going with?
0: Uh, 0.1, 0.1 Point 0.1, point 0.1 person.
1: So one person out of 10,000 people yeah. would do it and see it through. Um, I, I, I said 499 said that they would and then they quit before they hit the 18 year mark. And, um, and that has to do with, I've, I've seen a lot of people passionate about this stuff come and go. And so I, I think that's a, a big part of why I I picked that number. Um, all right. So for this thread, I, I know that I talk about what I would do based on the original question. Ah, um, oh boy. You know, and then there's a bunch of, okay, I'm looking at some of the other stuff I wrote in this thread. But all right. Are there any other people that have numbers to pick? I can see chatty chat stuff, and we've got some people that are on the call. Um, I see Andreas and Julia, and Sean showed up. Do either? So these are these are the, the the Patreon peeps. Do any of you have any numbers you'd like to share? Andreas, do you have a number you want to share? I see your. Yes, I think that, uh, yeah, one in,
2: in 25,000 would be like something more, more accurate to, to what I think, especially because it's not only about wanting to do it, but, uh, having the luck to do it and the ability to do it. So if you factor those things in it, I think the, the numbers start getting bigger and bigger in relation to the people who will get there.
1: So, um, I guess I, you know, part of the question wow. being for 18 years is it's like, apparently it's supposed to be about like where I'm at right now. And I've put in all these years and I've stuck to it all this time. Um, you know, surely Mark Shepard has been at this longer than me. And, uh, and so he's, he's done it. But then again, when we start looking at like Sepp Holzer and possibly Ben Falk. Um, and, and we look at all of these people who've probably been at it as long as I have, if not longer, you know, it's still like, okay, we start with this population of 350 million. And if it's just one in a million that does it, that would mean that there'd be 350 people. But of course, we're also talking about people who never got this special message from the people from the future. So, all right. Uh, Sean, what's your numbers? <laughs> I'm pretty, uh,
2: pretty pessimistic. I don't, I don't know if I can put numbers to it, but yeah, I'm, I'm with, uh, maybe Andreas there with the one in 25,000, even just even, you know, with your, your, uh, scale, you, know, you get more than a couple notches away from somebody. They seem crazy. And I think we seem crazy to a lot of people. <laughs> That's true. Um, yeah. And I've been lurking for it, the, the, most of those 18 years. And haven't done it yet. So, and I have a story, but I'm not going to tell it. That's not the point. But, uh, yeah, I think that's, there's always something. And yeah, if you try to to wrap global change into it, I think you might even, that might be a a stopper for a lot of people. He's like, what am I going to do? Right. You know,
1: I want to, I want to read a a thing I see in the chatty chat. It's from uh, Esther. And Esther says, "For what it's worth, my other half said yesterday that if we were 20 years younger, we'd be on a plane and heading out to the lab for keeps. That is, that is, that is awesome and profound. Uh, I I love the idea of that. And so, um, uh, and you know, and that's another thing to possibly talk about is you know." Um, if a person is keen on making global change, how much does being here and being part of what we're doing help? And I would say a lot. It helps a lot. Um, but uh, that's another, possibly another conversation for another day. So, Julia, did did you want to take a stab at numbers?
3: I, I do not want to take a stab at numbers. I'm just not. I don't think that way. <laughs> I don't. I, I come from engineers, but I'm not an engineer, Okay. and uh, I can't give you numbers, but I do think that it's, I don't know, it's a, it's a matter of communication, getting these people who are at the point in their lives young enough that they could up and run off to my team, and the problem, of course, is that they're not on old-style websites, they're on stupid Chinese TikTok. I don't
1: know. I I, I want to say, I think that for a lot of the stuff that I talk about, I think that it's if, if I drag into Wheaton Ecoscale for a moment, then mm-hmm. um, I talk about stuff that's level seven, level eight, and and which explains why it is when I talk about it, so many people. Uh, I talk about how crazy that is or how awful that is or mm-hmm. dumb or whatever. And it's like, and I, I try to explain it and they cannot hear it. It's, it's too much. It's just too much. Right. And, I, and I have to fall back and say like, you know, basically tell myself they're not ready to hear it yet. they got to come up several levels first before I can describe this to them. I, I think a good example might be a willow feeder. Mm-hmm. I think we've had people here tell us that our willow feeder is bad because it is not a humanure system. Mm-hmm. and And I tried to explain to them, like, actually we're trying to embrace the philosophies of humanure and um, expand on it because humanure does not scale well. And, and we're trying to, to go like two or three steps past humanure. Mm-hmm. And, and it's like, uh, um, but they can't, they can't hear it. They just, they're just sure that we're doing it wrong because it is not, Humanure. It's not like in the book. Right. Yeah. Right. And
3: I I would also say you've said this multiple times that if you made videos saying your rocket mass heaters used half the wood, you might get more engagement.
1: This is where a politician would do far better with talking about rocket mass heaters than me, an engineer. I mean. Uh, you heat a home with one-tenth the wood. So that's what I say. I've measured it. I've retested it and done it over and over and over again. And, uh, and proven it many, many times. And, uh, and so I know it's one-tenth the wood. But you're right. A politician or a salesperson or a marketing person or something like that, they would be able to, to state um, it heats your home with half the wood and they could they would say it with a straight face and people would be like oh okay and so in the meantime uh, somebody with an in-ground heat pump will basically say that they'll heat a home with uh one quarter of the electricity and we don't see anybody like losing their shit over that that's not possible you're saying you're violating the laws of physics (laughs) you know no one's i don't see that but they've also got people with big money knowing what they're doing and those people are like selling the the in-ground heat pumps over and over and over again and they're they're having articles written, and they're pitching it and marketing it and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. We don't really have that in the world of uh rocket mass heaters, although i'm uh I'm not allowed to say about a new project that I am aware of that is very exciting and um and might be a product uh soon. Um awesome. yeah mm-hmm. I I um which by the way Julia uh you mm-hmm. are one of my Patreon people which is why you're in on this call. Right. Uh did did you see this video Day in the life of the Rocket Mass Eater?
3: No, I don't think I did. Did it okay. come out recently?
1: Yeah well for Patreon people. We uh the Patreon people get like a week Head start. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. And so you're one of the few people who is allowed to see it. And so mm. um, uh, but frankly, it's like, oh, this is this is going to be so great. Um, I'm I'm really looking forward to it becoming public. But um, I, OK, so the question on the table is the whole thing about. Would people do it, or would they just say they're going to do it and they don't make it, or would they just say, "I'm out, right, right away"? Like, I'm not, I'm not going to do it. I guess the world's just going to have to die. Um, so uh, that was part one. Does anybody got any? So, so, Bo, this was your idea to talk about this in this format while we test out Streamyard and learn about it. Did, did, for that part of it, did we cover what you wanted to cover or is there more to say?
0: Uh, yeah, we covered that part of it.
1: Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. So then there's the part about, um, actually answering the woman's question where she was trying to put it to me that if, if I was basically told that if I stopped working, I would get more accomplished for what all the work that I do than if I continued working. And, and so, and then our question is, what would you do? And it's like, well, of course I have to stop because more gets done if I stop because the people from the future come and tell me it's so. And so now what do I do? And it's like, I didn't hesitate. I said gardening. <laughs> I've done very little gardening for the last 12. Eight, 18 years ever since I made the leap 18 19 years ago I've done very little gardening um I've been gardening gardeners and um and I I I dabble I um I put in long hours and I don't garden uh because I have history with that where um when I go, like, for example, ooh, ah, can you guys see this? Banana Ooh. <laughs> Woo! Woo! Okay, so I made that in, like, 1994. And... um. Uh at the same time that I made that, I was reading like a hundred gardening books and then when when spring rolled around, um my phone was ringing off the hook with bananacom stuff, and it just overnight became the number one software of its type, but I was gardening i I couldn't pick up the phone. I couldn't log in to my computer. I, I had gardening that I just needed to do. And I neglected all other things in my life, including BananaCom while I gardened. Um, eventually fall came and the garden froze over and I got back to BananaCom stuff. Then later I was on Mount Spokane. And I had 80 acres to play with, and I did it again. And so uh, I just locked out all online stuff, you know, um, uh, which Permies didn't exist yet, but Code Ranch did. And I locked out Code Ranch, even though there was a big burgeoning site and needed my attention. I spent 15, 16 hours a day with my projects and gardening, and you can see my chickens article to see some of the things that I did, and the hugel culture article to show some of the things that I did, and uh, over there on Mount Spokane. So I'm concerned that if I start doing that, I will horribly neglect the online things and. The online things take a lot of my day just to keep up. In fact, a few years ago, I remember doing the calculations, and it's like I have about two hours a day to make new things. The rest of the day is consumed with just maintenance, with just keeping things going. So, uh, uh, all right. Gardening. I would do gardening. Oh, I would do. I and in fact, there's a little bit of a problem. This woman asked this question, and uh, we have we have a little a little uh, indoor garden kind of going inside the house. Um, and ever since she asked that question, I've become a little obsessed with all the little things we're growing in the pots here for our indoor garden. It started off as a half-assed holiday here, and so a whole bunch of pots appeared, a bunch of things. I have, uh, we 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 made uh, three little glass jars with uh, sweet potatoes in them, and we're we're growing sweet potato slips. We're going to try to grow sweet potatoes here uh, in this in the summer, this upcoming summer, and we're going to try to use the season extender to extend the season for sweet potatoes. And then, of course, part That's of what great. you do is you get the little sweet potato growing, and then it makes these little, you know, sweet potato vines, and then you clip off the vines and you stick those in some water. And oh. some people stick it into soil, and it's like, okay, I've got some in soil and some in water.
3: And what you can I've eat the leaves.
1: Yes. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. Uh I currently have about – 20 jars with sweet potatoes growing and two <laughs> five gallon buckets, stainless steel buckets with sweet potatoes growing. And, uh, so yeah, I'm getting a little, a little carried away, but I, I can only go so far and I haven't neglected my online stuff yet because the amount of in, indoors I have for gardening is pretty small. But the seed catalogs are here, and I've kind of gone a little wild with those and uh so we were doing stuff we're mm-hmm. but i have I have a problem, and I feel like at the same time I have a very rare opportunity to change the world, and I'm afraid to let go um mm. and so I keep doing all the things that need doing um and i and I think Bo can attest all day long every day uh, there's work to be done on about twenty fronts and uh, trying to to get the 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 v a circus going with the uh, if they can bring in enough money, they can get paid, and uh, so I have to pay them anyway but but uh, hopefully they'll they'll bring someday bring in more money than they're paid. My guess is
0: a lot of people don't know what you're referring to when you say the VA circus, Paul.
1: We have hired several people. We are paying them by the hour to work on Permis stuff. But a lot of it is is like, okay, go out to the Daily. So a lot of you on the Daily ish may have seen uh a stuff where um uh, there's a mention in the Daily-ish about one of the things that we have for sale. Or, or you, a lot of you may have bought the recent bundle that we did. So the idea with these things is, is that these people, we're trying to give them permaculture jobs, but we're also saying like, okay, you gotta do stuff in such a way, still permaculture stuff, that brings money in so we can pay you. And so I feel like it has potential. Right. So the the V is virtual, right? Yeah, virtual assistant. So all these people, they live far away from me and, uh, we meet a couple of times a week on Zoom and we talk about like, well, what are you guys going to work on the next couple of days? And, and, uh, uh, so. Uh, uh Bo used to be a VA and so he did it for a while and so he's he's got a pretty good idea of how it works. Um but we're trying, you know, this is one out of like twenty different things we're working on. Can we make jobs for permaculture people that they can do remotely and year round? Hey, this um, kind
0: of points out um this is kind of what I wanted to interface with the uh eighteen year thought experiment um thing, so like we've cycled through some vAs um, people can't keep up with paul's pace um especially people who are interested in permaculture want to be gardening <laughs> and it's a challenge for them to commit to full-time work for six months. A lot of them can't do that, and that's fine because they want to be gardening. But none of them will do 80 hours a week. Like, they they want something that, you know, I don't know if you guys have heard of. They might call it like a, a work-life balance, you know. Um, <laughs> and, like, the way, you know, I'm a, a little bit like you, Paul, where I do this stuff. I mean... I never am not doing this stuff. I am always either working on my farm, working on projects to talk about permaculture and homesteading or, um, or, you know, partnering with you or other people and doing those sorts of things. But uh, when I spend more than 35 hours a week at a computer, I, I go a little crazy. And I think the picture that you paint when you talk about your lifestyle is not appealing to the, people who care about this sort of thing. So I think the numbers look different when you present an opportunity for people to invest and engage in this world that you want to build in a way that feels more holistic and sustainable for themselves so they don't have to sacrifice their well-being of their families or martyr themselves at the computer.
1: Well, when we put the thing out, like who wants to have a permaculture job, And, uh, and so you've done this a couple of times now where, where you've, you know, put the feelers out, um, for every person that says that they're willing to commit for 40 hours, it seems like we get a dozen that are willing to commit for 15 hours or something like that. And it's kind of like my, our experience with that is, is that people come and they attend the meetings and they kind of phone it in for 15 hours and, and, uh, and they never really get anything done. Plus, there's the whole ramp thing. I mean, it's such a rich space. It takes a while. Like, when it comes to, like, you know, hey, you got to earn your beans, which is, you know, basically what we say every day, um, when people show up for the first month or two, it's like, oh, yeah, let's print up T-shirts and sell T-shirts, which, by the way, you never make money selling T-shirts. And so people are glad to get paid 40 hours a week for months on an end to try to arrange for T-shirts, which people don't buy. And uh, and it's like, okay, so that, that doesn't generally work. But here's a thought. Why don't you pick something in the digital market and go and tell people on the Daily-ish about it and then – a dozen people will buy it that day, and there you just made like I don't know five bucks a pop, so you made sixty bucks and so it begins. Um, uh, stuff like that and and it's kind of like, um, all right, so we're trying to make it so that people can be keen on permaculture and have a permaculture job. <sighs> I think we're having mixed success. i I look forward to having a day where. It pays for itself, or the whole idea pays for itself. And. um... Hi, this is Mark. There are a lot of reasons to get
0: angry these days, but I prefer to focus on the positive things that we each can do to make this world a better place. The book, Building a Better World in Your Backyard, Instead of Being Angry at Bad Guys, is a great resource for just that. Instead of throwing my arms up in frustration at governments or big corporations, there's a list of ideas that we each can tackle to affect change. Information about this book and other resources can be found at permies.com.
1: Oh, and I want to say a thing before I forget. So, about two years ago, there's a guy we called the benefactor, and he put some money in my pocket, which really helped to ramp up the VA program and get it started. It uh, was also a bunch of money for advertising. So Bo probably remembers, remember when we went and we tried to find advertising and we did all kinds of weird things? And – um but I – I made a podcast a couple of months ago and I said, I mentioned the benefactor and his generosity and, but I kind of had this different thought experiment because I learned that spending money is hard. You get a whole bunch of money and now you got to spend it and you got to spend it appropriately and you got to spend it quickly. And it's like, and it, and I, did I? And some things worked to some degree. Some things didn't work at all. Um, and so there's there's a lot of this and that. All right. The, 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 so that was that was that whole other podcast where we talked about it. And at the end of the podcast, I just rattled off a wish list of like if I just had money to just spend, and I didn't have to think about using the money to save the world, you know, as 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 well as trying to create a perpetual motion machine, which was part of that podcast, which I feel like is good spending. I, I rattled off a bunch of things. So the benefactor uh, sent me coin to buy a truck. So, um, however, you know, it is the cheapest truck, and, uh, and it takes six to nine months until it arrives. So we've got a truck on order. We're going to get a, a truck, and for those of you that have been here, the idea is that this new truck would replace Ranger Doug, so we've got a, a Ford an old Ford Ranger, which is pretty much done. It's it's uh there's a the engine block is um, uh bleeding water and it's basically it's it's done. Um and so this other pickup will replace it. So I just wanna I just kind of want to sh- express gratitude to the benefactor <clears throat> for this truck. It's not here yet, but it is ordered and he gave me the money ahead of time. So I'm sitting on the money. And so, um, I'm, uh, what a, what a lovely, so as much as I'm doing bitching and whining about different things, uh, I should shut the fuck up because I've got people people that are so so incredibly generous and so um uh there's all kinds of people that have been very very generous so i i, I all right <clears throat> setting that i just i'm glad i got i'm glad i remembered to say something um so now back to the question that the woman asked me 3 weeks ago and Uh, so she says, what will I do if I learn that I need to stop doing this? You know, people from the future came and said this weird thing. And it's like, um, I would like to get back into building ponds my way up on the lab. Um, I mean, I have an excavator. I'm, I'm all set to go. Uh, and, um... And there's all kinds of projects involving excavators that um i I watch other people run the excavator and uh and I kind of perpetually have this sensation of uh <clears throat> let's see if I say this correctly um, uh, I don't know if you guys understand what I'm saying when I say that so for example, um, uh, those of you that have been here, we have a little parking lot called the Turtle Lot. I made the Turtle Lot. Uh, and for those of you that have been here uh, and you've been to Serviceberry Terrace, I made Serviceberry Terrace. I just got in the excavator and I did it. Far Arrakis, I did that. Um, uh, and then uh, Submarine Access Road, I did that. And so it's like, there's just a lot of times where it's kind of like, it just needs to be done. And, um, yeah. So I just get into the seat and I do it. And so, but then, but then I feel horrible as I'm doing it because I'm very, very worried that if I keep doing this, I'm going to trigger this weird thing within me that I'll neglect the online stuff which I feel like I have this very rare opportunity. Okay. Um,
0: Is it Gert or Ferd that's happily anonymous living the permaculture millionaire lifestyle?
3: It's Gert.
0: It's Gert. So you're afraid you're going to Gert yourself, like just be content anonymously harvesting rhubarb, happy, and let the world not get better. That's the fear.
1: I would say, yeah, in a way. I, that that uh if I start doing GERT, I will love it and all this other stuff will come crumbling down. And um uh, I mean it it does seem clear that when I'm gone for a day or two for whatever reason so much stuff falls apart. And, uh, and, and, and so many, so many people, uh, uh, boy, they make some dumb choices while I'm away. Like, really? That's what you decided to do? And, uh, you do remember that I told you to not ever do that? Like six times? And it's like, no, I don't remember that at all. It's like, okay, all right. So um I don't know, I I I feel like um my presence is making my presence online and doing stuff is is making a big difference. And uh I mean and then I get into the whiny space of like, but not big enough And and it's like so I mean there are on my channel right now there are twenty six people watching this and it's like Really? Twenty six? <laughs> that's that's it. So uh it's Saturday
3: morning.
1: Well, okay, that's fair. That's fair. But at the same time when uh some other people do a live thing like this unannounced, they might get twenty six thousand. And yeah. so it's like I wish to be able to reach far more people than I do.
3: You um, need to learn how to play video games in a comedic fashion.
1: Oh, is that what it, okay, alright. That's, All right.
3: that's yeah. what gets the big numbers.
1: So, part of me kind of thinks, like, kind of like what you suggested before, Julia, is, uh, part of me thinks like, I wish for somebody to stand up and advocate for rocket mass heaters, only the words that they use are political words, rather than engineering words, mm-hmm. and they say, you can heat your home with half the wood now um <clears throat> which is true
3: right you could. you'll just you could. have even more wood lying around i mean people to... might complain eventually that their woodshed is overfull
1: you might have to open a window <laughs> to let all the heat out <laughs> I, I don't know there's ways sure uh, but um i don't know i i Okay, let me, let me wrap up on the, the stuff that I would do. And, uh, so gardening, oh, I have, like my mind is, it just, just explodes with ideas. I've got like a thousand things I want to do just in the world of gardening. And yeah, Bo is playing that little video and it's like, um, This is something that, I, that started to get into my brain about eight or nine years ago. And in the winter, this is probably how I would spend all winter, all winter, is uh, doing uh, pure wood building projects. And so for those of you that not, are not familiar with it, pure wood is the idea of building something without using any fasteners or glue. And so, um, Bo is showing us a clip of a video where this guy is going to build this beautiful, uh, uh, tool chest this, with, with drawers and cupboards and all kinds of features. And, um, it's pure wood. There's, there's not a single bit of metal. There's no glue. It's, it's just the wood comes together to make this thing. It is, this is beautiful. And um, now here at Wheaton Labs, we have loads of projects that we're doing pure wood, mm-hmm. and and we have some projects where it's like minimal. So like for example, the berm shed does have some uh, uh, rebar spikes in it, but you can't see them. They're they're placed in such a way that you can't see them. So it looks like it could be pure wood, but it isn't. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> similar sort of a thing for uh The Greenhouse. Uh, and I think that the Greenhouse movie really shows some of our very best roundwood timber framing stuff, which is another thing is roundwood stuff. We do lots with roundwood. And um, recently, um, uh, Stephen made a sawbuck. He made two sawbucks. And I want to do it a completely different way than the way that he did it, but... I need to focus on my online stuff. Alright. So, you. uh, I think th- that's basically the answer to my question. Um I, I would get back to doing the things that, that I've done in the past and that I love doing, but I think it would come at a very high price. And, uh, the thing that we're, the thing, the, the, the thing that I do online, I think is, uh, It's, it's, I, it's, it's, it's doing a lot. And at the same time, I, I just, my feeling is that at any moment now, like we are, we are ready. We are prepared for all of this stuff to get 1,000 times more interest. So uh i am we're prepared for uh to sell thousands of copies of the better world book uh every month every week every day um we're prepared for everything to just take off um and i and and i kind of feel like the world desperately needs this information but I'm, I'm considered too crazy by most of the world's standards. And so we need like, I don't know, 10,000 people to be in the middle, to be, to, to speak that level two speak. So that way the level zero people can hear it. Whereas my, what I have to say is just too crazy. I think that's, that's the play. But in the meantime, and and I did have a thought that, like, we should take the Better World book. Maybe something like Penguin would want a book that's basically one step to the side from the Better World book, geared towards apartment dwellers, And uh, but it would require an enormous amount of work to make a book like that. And then the publisher would then have it and hopefully infect – millions of brains with it. Mm -hmm. Um, That's a possible path. All right. Anyway, so, Bo, you suggested that we take on this thread in this experiment that we're doing with StreamYard and YouTube, and did you get us connected to other things, too? I don't know.
0: Yeah, we're actually on your Facebook account now. It looks like it's got a lot of cobwebs over there, but we were able to get it connected.
1: Okay. All right. Well, cool. Cool. Are there any questions? I haven't been reading the chat. Are there any – has there been any chatty chat stuff that we should address or respond to?
0: Uh, you know, I've been doing other stuff. Um, someone says agit crop. I don't know what that means. Um.
2: Agitation propaganda. It's. Not, agit
0: not somewhere crop? I should be going. Is it like a play that's on when words? You
3: grow, that's when you grow your propaganda in a field. Yeah. Oh,
0: okay. Fair, fair. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um. Someone said someone called Diving Duck Nine is uh chatting about his new fence.
1: I see one that says, How much did it cost to drill a well in Montana? Oh.
0: Oh you just want to hear Paul whine more. That's
1: that's what's going on oh. here. Oh boy, that was the big kick in the nuts from twenty twenty three. So basically uh in 2022 we started trying to get a well driller to come out and drill the well. And it took what 9 months until they we could get one to actually come and do it. And during that time the price per foot doubled cuz we had a well p- drilled up at the lab a few years ago and the price per foot was half of what we paid in 2023. So on top of that, the, the, the well up at the lab was 300 feet deep. Uh, the well here at base camp, the new well at base camp was 670 feet deep. And at, at twice the cost. And then, and then all the costs of all the other things doubled as well. So. The moral of the story is, it costs seventy thousand dollars, and um, oh, what a what a kick! I, and it's like, uh, so not only did it gut all the money that we got from the previous Kickstarter and all that, suddenly poof, it's gone. But on top of that, it's like, okay, we have to do another Kickstarter, and as you all know, that that second kickstarter we did last year did not do well and so we're still suffering from the well um and uh um oof but on the bright side we have a well
0: <laughs> i tell you what having water there uh, um for the ptj was
1: very nice that very was nice. That was really dreamy. I mean. And you
0: were up there watering like your baby plants and the hugels to get them started. It was like the, the oasis was just beginning to emerge.
1: So all of the hugel cultures here, um, either they would go years without any water at all. And sometimes we would go get water and bring it here. Uh, you know, we, we've got that fire truck, um, and uh, uh sometimes we would use our well water but the well that we had before was only 200 gallons a day and uh um 200 gallons a day uh basically it, it's it's enough for people to shower and stuff and for to do the dishes and things and for just general day-to-day stuff for like eight people maybe uh it but once you start to use any of it for watering or anything like that, suddenly the cistern's dry. And uh it doesn't take much to to empty the cistern. So um so yeah, the the Hoogles here always got scant water at best. So suddenly we have infinite water and um uh, and wow. So we got to Buy sprinklers and turn on sprinklers. <laughs> and, um, uh, like in a week, everything just turned into a jungle because all these years it's been growing without any water. And, um, and so we did, we've been building soil for all these years, but, but it's so much easier to build soil when you have water. And that might be another podcast topic for uh, the future is, but, um what a dreamy, dreamy thing. So we watered stuff at the for the second half of the summer. And uh man we just saw everything take off. Uh all this stuff that's been without water for so long just suddenly flourished. And so um how exciting and this and this year we'll do, you know, of course more. But I wanna transition Probably in 2025, most of the cultures here will transition to having either uh, no irrigation or um, maybe just enough to get through a hot summer or something. So anyway.
0: There's uh, some other questions. Uh, Andres is going to hop on here. Andres, you got one?
2: Yes, so uh, on, the, on the main topic of, of the conversation, I, I did a little research on Google Trends and I researched permaculture. It's, kind of a, little, it's a little sad to see that um, interest as a whole for permaculture is going down, uh, except, and it's funny, when you see that COVID hit and everyone had a moment to think like, oh, Maybe I should find ways to care for myself and my family. Then, uh, there's a huge spike. Uh, but then again, everyone, everything went back to normal and everyone forgot about the responsibility towards themselves mostly. So I'm thinking, uh, what does it take to take to a point, uh, where the responsibility is distributed within society so that it's not a, that this question isn't even a, uh, a question. Because no one has to make this insane, like, effort in order for everyone to be doing their little part so that everyone lives in, like, a food Like, what, what does it take, really?
1: I think one thing we need is, we need, uh, to document gratitude, And, um in order to document gertitude, then, uh, we, I, I've, I, what I'm trying to do is we need to finish the Allerton Abbey project. And, um in order to finish the Allerton Abbey project, I need more boots in the boot camp. Um, and, uh, uh, then, you know, we, we, but anyway, I, I think that if we can document Gertitude and, and put out a video with that. And part of it is, is like, let's say we come out with this video in two years showing, Gertitude. Um, <clears throat> then, uh, uh, what happens if I put out a new YouTube video and less than a thousand people see it? It's like, well, that kind of screws it up. So, so we're currently doing this work, and Andreas and Bo are both intimately familiar with this work, where we're trying to make a far higher quality YouTube video. Um, uh probably I would say that the, it's possible that the quality level is ten times higher than what we were putting out a couple of years ago um I don't know if, Julia, have you seen some of these recent videos? You're muted so we can't hear what you're saying.
3: <laughs> she enthusiastically answered with the mute mm-hmm. on sorry um yes, I've seen some of these videos i think it's I think it's great so little little videos of what life is like.
1: Well and and in fact uh your words from about 5 years ago have stuck in my head about this kind of thing and so it's kind of like uh I I think Justin Rhodes is so lovely and delightful but whenever I try to watch one of his videos like the video will say it's going to be about this thing and it's like okay you know, so there's like it turns out that in a 12 minute long video, there's 30 seconds about that, about 75 percent or 80 percent of the way into it, mm-hmm. and the and the rest of it is him doing his day to day chores, and and I found that very frustrating, so frustrating that I just ended up stop I stopped watching Justin's stuff, although we still work with Justin and do stuff with Justin, and and he's just he's terrific. Mm-hmm. You told me. That when you come home at the end of a long day, that you fire off a Justin Rhodes video because you just want to see this nice family having a nice day at the end of each day. And each each video is different. It's kind of the same, but it's also kind of different. And so yeah. for you, it fed your soul. And um, and and it's so so a little you,
3: escapism.
1: Yeah. You. You added to his view count every day. So there's gotta be hundreds of thousands of people that are doing that every day that Justin Rhodes put something out. And mm-hmm. um, so and the it's like the thing right now
3: is he's creating a directory. He's getting people to sign up and like share their location with other like minded people.
0: Mm, so they can so connect think, uh, with each other. Yeah, like within the Abundance Plus community, you can pull up a map and whoever's opted in, you can see who's near you and say, Hey, you want to have a potluck? Help me butcher a pig. It's kind of cool. Yeah. Oh,
1: that is. He was
3: like the, he's like the big issue with uh, homesteading, you know, with people who buy land and it's like, you know, a person on their own or a husband and wife and they're there and they've got their chickens and they're doing this and then they're just really isolated because um, it 's so overwhelming, like you said i mean it 's just a lot of time, and so he 's like, what these people need is community, and then incidentally it 's good for him because he 's got a whole bunch of names and email addresses now, but you know it 's a service to the community, and it 's a service to himself and he's he 's really good at that um at that sort of dual dual win stuff um but he was saying that he 's got like forty five hundred people
1: so far. Wow. That is that is amazing. That is um, amazing. You
0: know, you know what Permis has? Permis has those regional forums. Yeah. <laughs> Connect with people nearby. And, uh, it's
1: true. You know, uh, it's true. That's little, true.
0: little purple message. We could do Permis potlucks.
1: We don't have a map feature.
3: Yeah, so, the map is... Uh,
1: Anyway, I uh, the, the the key is is we're trying to. Um, I I like to think that six months from now, that when we put out a new video, because it used to be I, when I would put out a new video on YouTube, it would easily get ten thousand views within a few days, and I could pretty much count on that. But now it's like not even a thousand, and part of it's because I've neglected my YouTube channel. Um, but you know, uh, anyway, I I love the idea that we're going to put out these higher quality videos, and maybe in three or four months we will resume getting ten or twenty thousand views for each new video that we put out. But it's it's like there's people that are signed up to be notified about my new videos. I mean, I've got a hundred and two thousand subscribers, but when I put out a new video, my understanding is is that only a couple hundred are even told that. I have a new video, so I wonder
0: how YouTube feels about these lives like if it affects how they put you in front of folks. I have no idea
1: so we're gonna we're we're gonna we're putting a lot of effort into getting the the channel up and i think I think that the quality is is very good. I'm so pleased um, and uh uh thanks to Andreas who's not here now. <laughs> he was here. So um uh, there he is. He's back. So it's it's I think this is gonna make a big a big difference. But it's um this is this is what I'm trying to do. And I can't be Justin. Um just only Justin can be Justin, but that whole thing I mean, I've had a couple of people say, Why don't we make videos like Liziki? and uh and i have had the conversation, like that. okay have you seen you haven't seen the laziki videos no does oh. not even a
0: bell uh
1: uh oh like we've had times where we would all gather in my office we would all watch laziki videos together
0: is but it the
3: asian doing things
1: she's in china yeah and um and she generally doesn't speak during the video but, uh, she'll be like, Oh, peas. And, and then, so she throws a bunch of peas on the ground and then we watch as they grow into like little short things. And, and then she comes and thins out the peas and she takes the pea thinnings and then she goes and cooks like three different dishes with the pea thinnings. Yeah. And, um, and it's all, all on a wood fired walk and, uh, and it looks like the way that she washes things is like, uh, there must be a creek in the area and, and, and she's got it rigged up. So the water just perpetually dribbles in her backyard. And, uh, so she washes things there and, and, uh, it's, it's like every once in a while you see some plastic, but for the most part, it's all glass and wood and stone and, and stuff like that. It's all. Very, uh, aligned with our values. And so it's like, why don't we do something? Like and I, and I've talked to some people like, I'm open to the idea of doing it. And if we really want to make a leap, I'll bet we could do a Kickstarter to get that going. But, mm. uh, but it's like, uh, we need a videographer. Oh, and that reminds me, remember Gamcod? <clears throat> oh, Julia's making this face like she has no memory of it. Oh, that.
3: right. Grow a million calories on dirt.
0: It's going to be a TV show. It's going to take the world by storm.
1: So, a reality people, gardening
0: TV show.
1: We had thousands of people that wanted Gamcod, or still want Gamcod, but we put a thing out saying, like, "Okay, who wants to get paid a hundred thousand dollars to come be a gardener here for ten months?" And, uh, we thought we would have more than a hundred people apply. Um, it, it was closer to like six. And, and some of the six were like, uh, they were saying like, Oh, I want more than a hundred (laughs) thousand dollars. And, uh, and I kind of thought a hundred thousand dollars to be a gardener for 10 months. And he granted you had to come to Montana to do it. I don't know. I just thought that that was crazy good money, but we just couldn't get enough people to pull it off we had We had eight people who signed up to be the manager of those gardeners. Uh, who, who said, I'll be a manager, right? And I'll get paid more than them, right? (laughs) And I'll just yell at them and tell them they're doing it wrong. (laughs) So, uh, that was bizarre. It was so bizarre. So we couldn't, I couldn't figure out a way to get it off the ground. Um, I've since come up with some ideas about how we might try it again, maybe in 2025, but I haven't had time. I was going to announce it three months ago, but I've been so drowning in things that I haven't. I think as we we're getting ready for this call, somebody was asking me about Ant Village, and I said that page needs an overhaul and an update, and uh, I've been—it's been on my to-do list for three months now, and I still haven't gotten to it. Just to kind of give you an idea of all the things that need to be done. So, there's a uh,
0: lot of chatter on Instagram. Sorry, Paul. You can finish that.
1: Nope, I'm done. What's the chatter?
0: Tell me. Uh, I can't even look at it at all because Instagram looks dumb. But there's one good question here from YouTube. You want to see that?
1: Okay. All right. It is. In the hypothetical situation, there is a guarantee that the sacrifice will change the world. What chance of success does it take for you to believe the sacrifice is worth it? 1 and 2 1 in a million. Oh, that's this is the question isn't it this is how we started the whole this whole thing today this is yeah yeah so i was i was uh i mean obviously i'm doing it even though i didn't have people from the future convince me um but we kind of made the question be like out of a thousand people, how many people would say they're gonna do it but not do it? how many people would say they're not going to do it, and how many people would say they're gonna do it and do it and uh, uh and then we kind of asked people to 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 share their number and so um uh, we did beginning of this thing all right so um uh bode are there any others up there i I found that one about the the thing I kind of talked about a little bit. Um, were there any others?
0: Not really a question.
1: Okay. All right. All right. Well, maybe that's maybe that's plenty. I saw something about what is Gert.
0: And yeah, I, I posted a link for that that person.
1: Okay. I think we've talked about it in the podcast quite a lot. Um. And uh, I and I do want to say that. There are many schools of thought under the permaculture umbrella, and uh, whenever I hear the phrase "permaculture farm," I kind of cringe. And uh, and then when people talk about permaculture and they talk about you know doing a CSA or doing a farmers market thing, I cringe. Um, and uh, uh, the th- it, and really what I and, oh, and and another thing, and I think we've probably talked about this a few times in the podcast, is that people talk about, like, they want to go out and get land and get started on permaculture or homesteading and things of that nature. And um, so they're currently shopping for land, but, you know, it's going to be a million dollars. And then they say things like, it's impossible for anybody to get land right now. And I kind of feel like... uh Holy shit. I I I don't know how much easier I can make it for people. Um I mean just the deep roots program that we have here is I believe incredibly cheap. And um uh the boot camp, you get you know, you come and spend 2 years in the boot camp and you get a, an acre of land which is an acre and 200 acres simultaneously. Uh, not to mention the whole skip program and you can get, you know, like a hundred acres handed to you uh for three months worth of work. And, and it's like, I don't know. I, I, I feel like how easy do I have to make it? I, I'm, 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 I'm so, I'm so lost and confused and, and I keep telling people and I don't know. It's, it's, on the one hand, I think maybe it's fair that some people could think it's too good to be true, but then we put out videos of, like, here's Fred. He's got an acre. He's got two acres. Here's Des, He's got an acre. You know? we It's like I don't know how much more proof to provide to people about this. Um Now, granted... I think that if somebody's looking for a homestead deal and they're looking for land and it's like all the properties are, that they want are a million dollars and they smoke tobacco and they smoke weed, they're not a fit for here. And so, yeah, they are kind of on their own and, and, um, they can't, they can't come here, but they could probably still do skip. Um, I, I suspect that there's lots of people. In fact, we're getting, we are now suffering from Otis's and we have way too many people contacting us and they're elderly and they aren't really computer savvy and they want their hand held. Um, and they're like, how do I find this person to, you know, will my land to cause I don't have a lot of time. And, uh, and it's like, uh, oh, oh, boy. So, and, uh you know, when we talk about Skip, the people that might start, you know, doing the BBs, they think that uh they think I'm a fucking liar, that there is no Otis's. And so it's like, I, I don't know what more to do. Um
0: People want you to talk more about the land programs. I'm sure they're talking about both Otis and your Deep Roots pathways.
1: Deep Roots, I think it's currently priced at $25,000. You get an acre and sort of 200 acres. Uh, you don't get any equity. I can kick you out at any time. I think that there is a burn rate of 12 years. So if like in two years you change your mind, and you want to get out, you get most of your money back um uh i mean it's it's here where it gets cold um but at the same time the soil on the lab is so deep it's it's just beautiful uh there's i mean it's the soil up the lab is so good you're going to be struggling to keep things from growing <laughs> it's uh it's like you, you'll be overwhelmed easily with Things that want to grow up there. Um, uh, the skip program uh, is something where uh, uh, it's basically—I think it's. Oh, I used to know that. I used to have the number memorized, isn't it? Like eleven hundred and seventy projects. Um, it's like, uh, and then you go and you do like five hundred of them, and you'll be PEP four certified, and you'll have oh this. God list of Otises who want to um, will their land to you. And uh, and there's other scenarios, like if you're PEP2 certified, I suspect that there's people who have permaculture properties who would love to rent to you or maybe just hire you to come be a land manager or stuff like that. Um, we've heard from, I don't know, a couple hundred people like that. Um but mostly it's the Otises. Uh we've we have confirmed about forty Otises.
0: And are those
1: all over the world?
0: I know they're mostly in the States. Someone's asking about Canadian
1: Otai. I I have gotten the feeling that there's at least one Canadian, maybe two. Um I'd say more than half of them are American. Um but you know, a lot of these people die and the land just goes to the government. Um, Although there's also people who die and the land goes to some um, kin who just sells it. And the thing that these people want is that they've got 40 years, maybe 80 years of love going into this one property and they want somebody who gives a shit to keep doing it and for it to keep going forward rather than somebody who's kind of just a tourist who just comes and lives there and watches it all rot away um, or uh, somebody who just bulldozes it or they just, you know, they just sell it to the people with the bulldozers or something like that. So um, the number, I, I would have to say, the number of, of Otis's to, uh, uh, skippers, it's probably, I think the Otises outnumber the skippers about 20 to 1. And, um, I, it is my impression that, that nobody has gotten to PEP 2 yet. And a lot of people, they, they cruise down PEP 1 road and they get PEP, well, some of them, they haven't even, they've gotten like more than a hundred BBs and they still haven't hit PEP one, uh, because they're interested in the BBs and they don't care if they get PEP one. Um, so we set this program up and it's got, I, uh, um, Mike knows how to look up the stats. I have, I, I, I can find the stats if I fish around for five or 10 minutes, but it, it talks about, how many people have at least one BB? And I think that that's like 600 or so. And, uh, I know that there's like three people who have gotten to PEP 1. Um, and I think, uh, one or two or. And, right. um, Oakland,
0: who else has hit PEP 1?
1: Oh, shit. Now I'm embarrassed. I, I, I don't know. I can't remember. Yeah. Um, uh, but, uh, um, so, so the question was, what's the deal with this free land or this land deals or, you know, land stuff. And, um, the other one is, is come to the boot camp. And I think we just finished a podcast, uh, where we talked about how the boot camp, I think, is a nice, easy ride. And, uh, it's, it's, it's not that hard. And, uh, um. And so we expect that the people showing up for the boot camp are going to take it easy for the first week or two. And on top of that, most people arriving for the boot camp have never held a drill. They've never held a hammer. Um, and we get them going on natural building and gardening and things like that. Um, and it's it's a very low-key, low-pressure thing. Uh, much easier than being a farmhand, which is what our last podcast was about. Um, and then at the end of two years, you have your acre. And so, um, and then you also have the skills in order to be able to do things on that acre, to be able to, to build a home, uh, a humble home and a, a massive garden. Um, and by the way, one acre is enough to pump out enough food for one person with pretty much zero effort. Like, once you get it all set up, then you get the the, the permaculture dream comes true. But, of course, uh, you could grow enough food for four people if you put the work in. And then, I think that there's a lot of opportunity for forage gardening beyond that acre. So, there's, there's so much more. Alright. So, um, I don't know. I feel like there's probably a bunch of other opportunities as well. But, if you're going to go buy your own land, yeah, it's expensive out there, isn't it? And then people get the idea of, like, maybe me and ten friends will buy land together. And it's like, oh, yeah, you should look up intentional community and see how that's working for folks. Um, the, it's it's generally a 95% failure rate, and I don't think you'll like how it fails. Um so uh uh but yeah, that's a possibility. You can get together with a dozen friends and buy something collectively. It's been done, and it can work. It's possible. Um, all right, did I answer the question or am I just babbling? A little of both Oh, okay, all right any any other questions, any other stuff that's popped up that I should take a stab at?
0: No, but I do like um like this little idea.
1: Gert, Skipper, Otis, BB. What does it say? Uh, Pep 1. Oh, Pep 1. Good names for chickens. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah. I that was appropriate to
1: end on. <laughs> good. All right. So, uh if you like this sort of thing, come on out to the forums at permies.com, where we talk about... World domination, (laughs) homesteading, and permaculture all All the time. time.
0: Hey, this is T. Blankenship. Are you a fan of pie? Where there is pie at permies.com. This pie grants the user of secret access. You also get free things like videos of Wheaton Labs, the ability to add two thumbs up, two posts, and more. To get Pi, go to permies.com forward slash Pi to get the inside scoop of what Pi can do for you. Again, that is permies.com forward slash Pi.